Yes, sir. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Y'all already know. Podcast, podcast, podcast. You got to do it. Anyways, y'all already know. (laughs) Y'all already know how we're coming. I'm feeling good this week. How you been this past week, my boy? Man, I'm feeling like I went on on an existential journey. I'm back and I'm better. I'm me. How y'all doing today? Damn, you know it's crazy. What <laughs> niggas that talk about the existential jersey journey usually <laughs> really be musty, bro. Yeah, I don't know why you got to say that right now. Because if, <laughs> if the listeners could see your boys, always looking clean and fine. You That's know, not so. true. Look at that lineup. Anyways, hmm? <laughs> I had a pretty good week. You know what I'm saying? I saw a couple things that my eyes doth deceived me. Dude, what'd you see, dude? What'd you see? <laughs> we gonna get to that in a second. <laughs> we gonna get to that in a second. But we start off every week with the heat check, so I'm just gonna dive right into it. What's your heat check for the week? All right, so my heat check for the week comes from, uh, I guess, an unlikely pairing that I heard for the first time on the Never Story in, uh, I really can't even remember what the name was, really, which is kind of terrible, but it was J.I.D. featuring Mareba, and they had such a smooth song that I thought was underrated on the tape, and they just came back on a Mareba song. I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing her name right, but it's called Sandstorm, and I do suggest that all of y'all go and listen to it, because it's one of those that I imagine you're chilling, like, driving down the countryside, whatever, and you're just listening to smooth vibes that just take you take you to a place, bro. Make your heart, make your soul feel fulfilled. Damn, bro. The song does all that. I think, wasn't it that song, Going Nowhere Fast or whatever, on the... Um Never tape or I know. No, it's like, and if I'm trying to tell the truth, it's all bad. Oh, yeah, all bad. All bad, yeah. all bad. There it is. Well, and then my heat check for the week it's an artist that used to go by the name of Lucky X. He's from Chicago, I believe. Uh. And I listened the fuck out of his old tapes. Count on Me Three is one of the hardest songs I've ever heard in my life. But. The heat check is going to be a song called 2012 Summer off of his newest tape. Y'all should definitely go check that out. We're going to do something that we probably should have done the last few weeks. I'm going to change it up this week. Oh, what's that? <laughs> Where we actually put the heat checks in the link, in, oh. the, in the bio. <laughs> Wait, so y'all telling me you haven't just gone to search these because we said so? What? <laughs> and they may not know how to spell these things' names. Like, how did we expect this to happen? See, this is how y'all know we're trash, but we're, we're, we're figuring it it's out. It's a work in progress. You know what I'm saying? Man. 81 points Kobe Bryant podcast yes sir but and then we have an honorable mention this week a song that my man's told me about yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying would you have ever expected to hear a song by Soldier Boy and Ray J in 2019 Soldier Boy Ray J Rich Whippin y'all need to go play that song ASAP actually fuck this podcast press pause right now and go listen to that shit you know why because Soldier Boy and Ray J are the reason for this whole generation all of entertainment Everything is a one degree from Soldier Boy and Ray J. I promise you I could connect anything in the world like that Kevin Bacon bullshit people like to do to Ray J. Just himself. But Soldier Boy thrown in there, that's all-encompassing. People said anything. Uh, this man was trying to tell me that anything that happened in pop culture in the last decade or so, you could just see somebody in the background, t- pulls off the mask, there's Ray J. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm t- there's Soldier Boy. Y'all gotta give Ray J his flowers when he can still smell them, bro. Like, Ray J is that nigga, bro. He put us on to Kim Kardashian. Tell me the Kardashians don't control everything that started. Now, that's already an easy connection to everything. Yeah, I get that. You know what I'm saying? But you said give him his flowers while he can still smell them, bro. You're acting like this man's 70 on his deathbed, bro. No way to give the Ray J credit, bro. For anything? As a young black man in America, you never know when your last day can be, nigga. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, just to get straight into the... um my eyes deceiving me this week you know what oh, i'm saying okay. <clears throat> so
so we posted the podcast last week, you know, got nothing but rave reviews from people, you know, like oh my. <laughs> all of our yeah. friends, you know, the little people that like to listen. We're not big, so we don't get many of play, but we appreciate every one of y'all out there. Yes, sir. And then I was scrolling down, you know, had a little bit of crust in my eyes, like whatever. And I get a text from my girlfriend. She's like, yo, check this out. She sent me a one star review, nigga. Wait, one star review? Because, you know, that doesn't add up. Our shit's been getting like, I see four stars for it. Who could have left the one star to just throw off the whole mix? <laughs> and then the funniest part about the one star review, let me actually pull this shit up right now. Because it was hilarious. It said, <laughs> we're gonna we're not going to mention the name because this person's probably listening right now. Because the funny thing is, if you say some shit like this, you're probably one of our biggest fans. You're probably the <laughs> nigga that listen all the time. He said, thought we were cool, but you actually checking my girl out the whole time. And he gave him one star, and the title is Stole My Girl. I have an announcement for this person. You're putting yourself out bad no matter what, first off. We're going to have to go ahead and give an announcement for this man, though. Just in case you're wondering... I don't know who you are, but I did have a little bit of a hoeing phase, whatever. Everybody knows about that one. I probably fucked her. I didn't just take her. I probably fucked her, too. So This podcast is not PG. <laughs> this I'm, is a warning for all the child listeners out there. You better be ready to hear real shit. So I'm going to step out on my own ledge. I don't know. Like, y'all don't need to crucify Esco. Y'all could happily crucify me. My inbox is open for all of that. And let y'all know. If all of the people whose girls I had sex with are going to hop on and give us a one-star review, y'all go ahead and knock it out. We'll never get above a star. We're going to have hella reviews. <laughs> Yo, my thing is, it's like, you came to the podcast, bro. Your girl's not here, bro. Go, go leave that shit on Yelp, my man. But, you know, it's We whatever. talk about sports and music, bro, <laughs> and entertainment shit. No, but it, honestly, it's just kind of hilarious because none of that shit matters. And eventually, I guess, like, down the road, if gaining more listeners or whatever, hopefully, you know, and thank Thank you to everybody who does listen. There's always going to be people like that. So it's kind of like taking on the chin and you just laugh because that was some good comedy for the week. I don't know about you. <laughs> no, that was fucking hilarious. Like all jokes aside, I was <laughs> I was like, my man really went out of his way to make sure his Apple shit was logged in because you know you can't leave a review if your shit's not logged in. <laughs> no one remembers their passwords too. Like your finger smudge or whatever, your touch ID doesn't work. I know I'm broke, boy, with a touch ID. Most of y'all niggas got the face recognition. The face recognition don't work. You gotta think about your password. So this man sat and thought about his password, typed it out just to say, man, you fucked my bitch. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, bro, you couldn't even, you had to send it anonymous too. Whatever. <laughs> nah, it's cool though. It is what it is. But we're going to have a transition. Actually, we're going to I'm going to switch up the order a little bit. I want to go ahead and knock out all of the bullshit we don't give a fuck about and has already been overspoken about, but is just like in the public yeah. eye right now. So y'all can already probably get the fact that we're about to talk about Jesse Smollett. And then we're going to go right into R. Kelly. We're going to knock him out Wait, so we can get into shit we care about. You said don't care about? Bro, this Jesse Smollett shit is hilarious, bro. I couldn't. I care too much. <laughs> At this point, it's just primetime entertainment. I feel like I get off of work. I get out of a long day of school and I get to just look back on some bullshit. It's hilarious. <laughs> but should we give a little bit of like i guess a preface so people can understand some context here if they don't know what's going on <clears throat> all right <clears throat> with this jesse smollett incident um if we're gonna are we gonna do an all the way wrap up i'll give a quick tldr yeah, of yeah. everything he was attacked by two well he claimed to be attacked by two people wearing maga hats that put a noose around him and poured bleach on him and beat him up and left him on the ground and right? said it was like Boom. racially motivated as well as like a sexual attack on his homosexuality mm -hmm. and so 
as a reasonable human being, which this is going to be my main stance on this, all jokes aside, because this situation is fucking hilarious. Like, it is fucking hilarious. But all jokes aside, we shouldn't let bullshit like this stop people from believing victims first. You should always believe the victims first, and as research and as things come out that look like it's fishy, then you start questioning shit. Like, if a girl that was never with a rapper or an athlete, right, Mm -hmm. but randomly gets with one gets pregnant and instantly says like rape instantly says like other things you know what i'm saying you might like history shows there are a lot of young black men that have been locked up unjustly come out 10 years later the girl admits she was lying whatever just because she was trying to get his money she was trying to get fame boom 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 all right cool i understand just thinking stuff like that's fishy but when it comes to regular hate crimes and when it comes to things in general I know that we're going to get into a funnier tone about this when we start speaking on it, but I want to be completely serious in saying don't let the actions of this dumbass and or any of the people who lie about really like real things that happen to people stop you from believing those people. Believe them first and as soon as like just be a human being, you know, like with a yeah. brain. You know, because these people think it's so hard to switch sides. Yeah. Like, I was fighting hard for Jesse. And then by day two or three, when it started <laughs> to look two. fishy, I was like, all right. Yeah. By week, end of week one, jokes. It was just jokes, you know, because you realize it's fucking bullshit. Yeah, I mean, like, you don't, my thing is, you don't even really have to 100% believe them. Because, again, yeah, that yeah. leads you to being, like, naive and, like, never seeing if anything could be wrong. But when somebody comes to you with an allegation of, like, some wrongdoing, hear them out. And, event, and essentially do your due diligence to figure out if they're telling the truth or not. Not just if they're telling the truth. Do your due diligence to figure out what the fuck is going on in the situation. At least always. Like, I may change my stance because that's good, actually, what you said. You really corrected what I was saying. I may change my stance from instantly believe them, but at least give them the real time of day. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Where you really at least open your heart to what they're saying. Now, that being said, back to this dumbass. Okay. Days <laughs> later, when they started... Because it started to look fishy because they looked at all the cameras in Chicago around that area. They didn't see nothing. They kind of caught the guy sketchily walking by at like 4 a.m. or something. And the dudes didn't look white. So people were already kind of confused because they said it was a MAGA crowd. And then it slowly started to unfold that there was two Nigerian dudes that were extras on his show that he knew and still followed one and he paid these niggas with a check. We're gonna get to the check Mm -hmm. because that's a big key. So he paid these niggas with a check and had them come rough him up so that he can cause like an attention situation to himself for the apparent like, I guess like music career he's trying to drive. You know, it was he he was trying to boost like his, uh, I guess he thought he was getting unfairly paid for like the episodes that he was doing on Empire and like, I guess compared to like, uh, Taraji or whatever and as well as like everybody else he wasn't making nearly as much money I think I saw like something that said he was making only like 20k an episode but it's like bro you don't have an established career like at the end of the day these people do you can't be like trying to do all that Jesse you're not Taraji please don't compare yourself to her <laughs> like, please, please don't do yourself she's on her time man. please don't do yourself an injustice by <laughs> bringing up Taraji's name in the same sentence as yours my nigga but like one thing's for certain is y'all need to start learning how to do crimes. Y'all need to start learning how to do crimes like while you think out the whole situation. Like you can't hop in and do a crime. (laughs) And just do it so willy-nilly thinking you're about to get away with this. Like, I know we're not, yeah, we're not about to like advocate how to get away with shit, but like, come on, this guy was an idiot. There's not even like advocate. My nigga, you pay them with a check, bro. I'm 25 years old. I've written one check in my life. 
in my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know how you open up a bank account and they give you three or four of them hoes for free? They're like, purchase a checkbook if you need more. I still got the other three. You know, like, like you really went out of your way to pay them with a trackable way of payment. All your personal info on there. So that's boom. That was where you fucked up, step one. Step two is you pick two Nigerian dudes. We're Nigerian. So I the fact that Nigeria has come up now already pisses me off because I thought we finally got away from the point in, <laughs> point in time where niggas used the Nigerian prince joke over and over. So now we're going to be the Jussies jokes is with the Nigerians. Like, you use two dark niggas because if you're Nigerian, bro, you're probably dark. How are you going to try to get two dark niggas to come off as some MAGA supporters. Bro, that was a tough... That was a big reach. You couldn't have just found, like, two random people and paid them in cash. You could have found two white crackheads because that's how most MAGA supporters look anyway. Like, it would have been straight. Like, like you would have figured that out. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to take a minute, though. That shit kind of hit me, bro. <laughs> like, if we're just yeah. being real, and, and by no way, shape, or form... I mean, they're going to call us libtards or whatever if by how we talk about the MAGA supporters. I just hate all people that are extremes on any side. Like, I hate people that are extremely liberal. I hate people that are extremely conservative. I get that because it's just it comes from a place of, like, blind faith and following, like, ideals that you really don't even believe in at that point. Because so. most of those people just don't think for themselves, you know? <laughs> if, you, if you rationally do think for yourself, you're more of a moderate person, you know? Of course. That's just, in general, how things are. But I mean, do you have anything else to say on this Jesse stuff? It looks like he he got um he's got taken to jail. Yeah. Well, he got his mugshot taken. I don't know if he's yeah. actually in jail. Or <laughs> there were so many out. memes out there talking about how his mugshot looked like it was taken at Chuck E. Cheese. How it looks like it was taken in the Wild West. Like this mugshot just looked ridiculously old. Bro, we, but we did used to go to Chuck E. Cheese though, and our picture schlick looked the same. <laughs> <laughs> My thing on this though is coming out of it. Because I know he tried to make claims saying that he had, like, uh, drug ish- uh, drug abuse problems in the past or whatever that were kind of, like, you know, messing with the situation. And kind of trying to pull one of these, like, get out of jail free cards. I know cards, you're but- saying something serious right now, but Dude. I have to intervene <laughs> and just say, I saw one of the funniest fucking tweets ever. Like, one nigga like quoted the tweet that said jesse was claiming the drug problem and he said wrong skin color buddy you're going to jail <laughs> yeah, bro, you're, you're three shades too dark to be full of some shit like that bro like, you're you black and gay like america does not like minorities you know what i'm saying and uh, conservatives do not mm-hmm. like homosexuals so like that that drug problem and mental health that only works on white people bro, bro it's kind of fucked up because the first thing that came to my mind immediately was this is Kevin Spacey saying he's gay. Like, this man's really trying to get out of jail free. Like, you can't just say these things and hope that people are going to forget about it. So, moving forward, I don't know if he's going to... Like, he might not really do jail time like that. No, nah, he's too rich to do jail time. I think for something like is this. Is his career basically ruined at this point Bro. for being fraudulent? He's an outstanding actor, by the way, though, because I saw an interview where he was detailing <laughs> this, all the injustices done against him. This man had the tears going. He had, like, the little half smile of disbelief. He was like, I don't know. I'm supposed to live with this. I'm supposed to just keep going knowing what they no. did. It's like, bro, you are Oscar worthy. Oscar worthy. See, that's, bro, the funny thing about this is, no, Jesse's canceled. He's out of here. But he's not monetarily out of here. I think he's out of here in the fact that no respectable people are going to hire him, you know, for acting jobs. Yeah. But I think that 30 for 30 
and or that biopic about this situation on some fire festival shit type <laughs> stuff he's gonna sell the rice to this oh it's about to go crazy because i want to know the details bro i want to know like what was going through your mind <laughs> like when all of this happened like netflix hulu somebody's got to go ahead and pick this shit up because yes us listeners i do you want to know I, oh, am i crazy sure. but this man's eating some nandas he's like this is good it's not enough you know i need how more mad? money bro i need more money you know how mad Subway's got to be? Because this man used Subway as the food of choice, bro. No one, no one's first option. Like, if you got a first, second, third string, you know what I'm saying? And then you have the G League after that. Mm-hmm. Subway's probably in the G League for most people. Like, you pick it up, like, when you really, really don't got a choice. Wait, he, what do you mean he used Subway as, like, the... So he said that he was walking on his way to go get some Subway. So Subway was like... <laughs> <laughs> bro, you got to use a more believable bro, no, brand. No, no, no. You're def- in Chicago. He had to pull that one real fast. He didn't think that stuff ahead, you know? He's just trying to think of the first food place that came to mind. You're in Chicago, bro, at night. You know how much anything. good food is in Chicago? You said Subway at the 2 a.m.? That wasn't what you were saying. Well, Subway about. was open. <laughs> what subway was over, bro, bro. Big cities, maybe. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Bro, no, New, New you think York. They're getting business like that. To bro, stay New York got too? the H&M open till two. That's bro. H&M, bro. He said subway. <laughs> <laughs> it's late night, and if I'm ever thinking to myself, damn, I want a six, a six inch turkey and cheese, bro. I'm, I'm doing something wrong with life, but we're gonna keep it pushing. <laughs> so then, uh, yeah. now, now that we knocked out the Jesse shit, um. I guess we'll talk about R. Kelly. Like, R. Kelly, he's, uh, <laughs> his bond is a million dollars. He got indicted on 10 charges, I yeah, think, yeah. so far, of the sexual assault. Like They've that, canceled his, like, uh, passport and everything. They're not letting him leave, like, the country. Obviously, he's not going to—they're not letting this man escape. They said, it's just, just over for you. And so, R. Kelly big canceled. Um, yeah, that that's that, all I had to say on R. Kelly. Good. I mean, like, shouts out. I'm happy that they finally put the man behind bars. I think the most disgusting people in all of this, to be real and to be completely honest, I mean, of course, R. Kelly, because this nigga was peeing on little girls and, like, trapping yeah. people. Like, that's gross. All the people involved, you can go into psycholo- psychology and you could really try to say, like, he is feeding all their families. So people do shut up when they see bad stuff happening, when there's money involved. All right, cool. Like, I still think you're disgusting, but there's a little bit of a case there. Who I think is the general population of disgusting in this, though, other than the obvious, is, bro, apparently in ni- late the late 90s, early 2000s, when the tape came out of him pissing on the little mm-hmm. girls, like, everybody watched it. Everybody saw it. Everybody knew about it. And all y'all saw the sign. All y'all seen the signs, and y'all just let this tape be sold on the corner in the hood like a good bootleg film, but nobody said anything. Like, nobody was like, bro, we need to get this nigga. Y'all were like, I believe I can fly really slapping that hard. Like, <laughs> I didn't, like... I just genuinely didn't believe, like, even after, like, I guess the whole documentary and everything came out, that any of this would actually catch up to him, because I know a lot of these things kind of just get dismissed and whatnot, so it was kind of cool, I guess, seeing, like, some of these cases taken seriously to the point where, like, he's actually indicted now, so I guess it's just, like, we'll see moving on, like, how all the cases, like, handled and everything, but, yeah, that was actually cool to see. I mean, yeah, that's one of those things with R. Kelly. It's just he was such a he was a mega star, not superstar. Mm-hmm. Like if we're being real and we're taking out all of the gross shit, like during his his run was incredible. He wrote for so <clears> many <throat> people. He made such great music. So he was in the star category of like the Jackson, you know what I'm saying? Like like Michael Jackson, like a fucking Madonna, like people you were talking about forever, right? But it's like 
you're disgusting, nigga. Like, I don't care what star category <laughs> you're in. Like, I don't understand how it took this long for something to finally happen. I thought nothing would happen because it was taking this yeah. long. But, I mean, they got him. So, that's cool. That's cool with me. And so, do you have anything else to say about R. Kelly? Oh, no, man. I'm chilling on R. Kelly now. Fuck that nigga. So, then... Uh, after R. Kelly, we're going to hop right into the Oscars just so we can knock out the fact that, yes, the Oscars came on yesterday. You know how we feel about award shows. So we I were, didn't watch that shit. <laughs> so we were really going to say a sentence or two, but there are, for, there are a few. <laughs> there are a few <laughs> That's Im- how I feel about it. There are a few important things to take away. One, I'm happy Black Panther won a couple Oscars, but I'm even happier that they didn't do the cop-out pandering to black people and give Black Panther the best picture when we knew that wasn't the best picture. Yeah. It was good, but, like, at the end of the day, if you really watched it, no matter, like, black, white, like, red, yellow, blue, like, everything, (laughs) you know what I mean? You know that that was not going to win best. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I'm happy that um, the categories that did win are stuff that I really think it deserves, though. Yeah. Like, best costume design. Those costumes were crazy. You know what I'm saying? Big facts. And For then, sure. like, uh, I think best original sound, um, best original score, you know, for the um, the Kendrick and everything, how that no, was all put together. That shit was beautiful, mm-hmm. you know? And even if it wasn't the Kendrick, no, 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 I think it was Ludwig, like, the actual score from the movie. Mm-hmm. And that shit was gorgeous. That shit was gorgeous. You know, like when you were watching the movie, all the sounds in the background and the music yeah. was really beautiful. So, I mean, shouts out to them because they got stuff they really deserved. Like, I, I thought the Oscars, because it seems like the trend in the United States right now, even for um, people like Kamala Harris, but we're not going to get down into that. It's just really sad because she's black and doing shit like this. Anyways, um, is, <laughs> is, is for the hot sauce? <laughs> and I, bro. It's like all of a sudden, just because you're trying to announce that you're running for president, you're going to start using hot sauce. Anyway, let's let's talk about Obama. Obama was not even that great of a president, but he came in hooping and listening to rap, and he looked like he really for real did that shit. And so people just believed him, and black people are like gung ho. But now all these people, black, white, like whatever, that realize how powerful the black vote is and the minority vote is to Mm -hmm. win, like they're doing the worst pandering I've ever seen. Like you can't like. You're you're like ooh hot sauce because you're like I got I, black people are so easy got them I said hot sauce keywords you know like, <laughs> like what the fuck <laughs> like where are the issues that we actually you know ne- never mind let's get back to what we were talking about so the Oscars so then that happened I was really happy to see Rami win one for Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody because that was an excellent movie I heard they clean house like they won a bunch of awards once again yeah, that's interesting I, I know everyone loved it I didn't know it would do that well though that's kind of amazing and then um green book winning best picture i'm a little i'm not surprised because it's the oscars but it's kind of confusing because nothing i've heard nothing but mixed reviews about that movie like that movie was like real mid mm-hmm. i to the point that i didn't even want to go see it to be real like i looked at like what it was about i was like i'm cool like i'm <laughs> chilling on green book but i mean it won so whatever but the main thing with the oscars that i think they really missed the mark on this year though was movies like crazy rich asians because like there's so many more movies with representation coming out you know and it's like good movies with representation lower budgets too but they're still fantastic films why are we missing the mark here like y'all are trying to pander you don't need a pander when there's actual good product yeah (laughs) like when i watch uh crazy rich asians i watched it like way later with like my sisters like way after the fact like when it came out and everything but uh, I remember watching and thinking to myself, like, I don't know how they pulled this off. Like, their budget must have been expensive. Look at how, like, extravagant all this stuff looks. And it really didn't look like it was CGI or anything or, like, all this extra editing. And then I figured out after from, like, friends that apparently the budget was kind of low and a lot of it was just, like, After Effects and stuff. But they 
pulled it off so well that it was kind of amazing to me because it almost makes you feel like, damn, I see like this life, you know, I see these things and it's like, it feels real. So that was really interesting to see. So shouts out, but. And I'm really happy about things in that nature, just period, just because of the fact there it's a bunch of Asian people, you know, like that's that's dope in itself because it's sad that the bar is set so low because of the lack of representation of minorities mm-hmm. in Hollywood that just seeing a movie full of a minority is just like heartwarming, mm-hmm. you know, no, for sure. <laughs> like it's just like, oh, y'all did that shit. Cool. <laughs> cool. But. All right, enough Oscar talk, dude. Yeah, fuck the Oscars. Anyways, next topic is going to be the best topic of them all. My favorite topic. Ooh, what's that mean, dude? What you ready to get into? We're talking about future Hall of Famer Tristan Thompson. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, before, before we go anything about Tristan Thompson, and like which y'all already know we're going to talk about, I just want to give a shout out to somebody that has somehow found a way to cheese an NBA championship. Shouts out LeBron for the help. Someone that has shown that he ha- does not care about that sport, but still continues to strive and prosper in all aspects of life. I don't understand how, and I don't understand. He's kind of a piece of shit with the way you figure no, out no, what's it's, about to it's not even like kind of. It's Tristan Thompson is a piece of shit in all avenues. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like he's a piece of shit lover. Like he's a piece of shit like um significant other it mm-hmm. seems like. He's a piece of shit athlete. He's a piece of shit NBA player in general. And it seems like he's just an all-around piece of shit person, but he just keeps thriving. So I don't know if is that a shout out though? Like it's like he figured out a way to stay relevant, keep making money and keep really doing what he's doing cuz these hoes aren't letting go of him. Like he's still getting like whoever he wants apparently. Bro, I have not <laughs> seen somebody finesse the system that well since the 17 year old who poses as a doctor shouts out to Valakai Lovejoy because that story was hilarious <laughs> one day we're going to speak on that but this is Tristan Thompson the NBA's Malachi <laughs> he might be he's bro. finding a way to be scary because he's the still light. getting paid he's getting super paid <laughs> he's still doing it like I don't know how he's doing it but yeah, let's go ahead and break into Tristan, what actually went on though Tristan I'm gonna be there when your jersey goes up in the rafters my G because they gotta rep- <laughs> they gotta retire your number for being like all NBA piece of shit and still finding a way to stay relevant like this man is in headlines for so much more than basketball Mm -hmm. like he's never in headlines for basketball oh yeah yeah like once has he ever been like has espn any big publication like anything in general ever spoken about tristan thompson's game he might have gotten dunked on Okay, so so he may have been like on a highlight for getting dunked on or something, but, uh, but he's never done anything relevant in the NBA. Like for like two months for one season on the Cavs, he caught a lot of rebounds and people started talking about him as a good big man. Bro, and I hope your got, big body ass is getting rebounds when the other people that you're competing bro, with are six eleven, like, like Jr. You know, Delavadova for me. You know what I'm saying? I hope you're getting rebounds. He got to the playoffs and Steph like Curry out rebounded him. Yeah, we don't, we don't need to talk on that playoff run, but <laughs> but anyway, though, like it's crazy because we know obviously uh, father of a child and married to Chloe uh, Kardashian, mm-hmm. but then he goes and cheats on her with you know the little sister's best friend, Kylie's best friend, no, Jordan. We have to go even. We have to go even further back. <laughs> we got to go right. further back. So Tristan apparently impregnated a lady. Right? She was six months pregnant, and then he started dating Chloe while his baby mom was six months pregnant. Wait, hold on. Left, hold left, on. left, hold left on. the baby mama to be with Chloe. Gets Chloe pregnant. Says, you know what? I don't really like the Kardashians either. So then he just starts fucking everybody. But Tristan's one of those people. You could tell he didn't want to be in a relationship, and he was just too pussy 
tendency to break it up himself. Like, he was actually too much of a bitch-ass person to just tell another human being, nah, I don't want to be with you, that he started just staging shit. Because it's at the point that I really feel like Tristan's justing, bro. Like, he really, there's no way you're 6'11 ass. You got to be the first nigga in the room to notice the cameras, right? To notice the cameras on the corners. Like, never. how'd you get caught anywhere? Like, you get caught making out with people, groping on people, just doing stuff. He must just not give a fuck. So then Chloe forgives him after, like, 47 counts of cheating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then we get, you know, word that there's a little video going around of Jordan Woods making out with Tristan in a club. So it's like Tristan was like, you know what? Chloe keeps forgiving me, man. Like, what do who, I got to do to like <laughs> what send do, it through? What do I got to do to send the message? Like, she doesn't get I'm a piece of shit. Everybody's telling her, but she keeps taking me back. You know how awkward those little vacations because he went on vacation with their family after the first cheating thing when chloe first took him back like imagine being on vacation with a whole ass family that knows you're a piece of shit but the one that you're with won't let go of it you know what i'm saying they're like i want you ever think he's tried to make a move on one of the others just to like just to solidify just like come on now bro someone this low of a human has got to be in kim's inbox probably in (laughs) <laughs> probably in Kendall's inbox, probably in everybody's inbox. He's probably got so many burner accounts. Like he's probably on some KD shit with the burner accounts, like DMing everybody. He's got to be talking crazy. So all that, hey big head with the little <laughs> monkey emoji covering the eyes here. <laughs> and so, we, I got into a little argument with Madalena the other day. Actually, Madalena being my girlfriend about like where fault lies in all of this, and I reevaluated how I think and. My opinion doesn't change as much as it did that night, but it changes in percentages. I kind of work in percentages, if y'all didn't know, just like giving percent fault to each person. At first, I thought it was probably like a 90% Tristan's fault and like a 10% Jordan's, because I do factor in the fact that she's young, she was drunk out at a club, and she did make a mistake, and I am giving her fault, but I mean, like, Tristan's the big piece of shit. Mm -hmm. But then I really started to think about it, and yeah, um madeleine was saying more of like a 50 50 kind of thing i don't think 50 50 i think i i've dropped down to more like a 75 25 now though and raised her fault because at the end of the day though she did grow up with this family like she lived in kylie's house you know what i'm saying i still think she's like more friends with kylie like she's cool with everybody of course but i mean i think the main person that should always receive fault in any form of infidelity in my opinion is the person in the relationship because of the fact you betrayed the trust of your significant other, you mm-hmm. know, like what the other person does has nothing to do with the fact that you are the one that fucked everything up. But I get the best friend thing and all of that. And so, I'm, I mean, I'm taking it a step further, though. And again, I'm, I don't want to put blame on like the victim in the scenarios, especially when it's something like getting cheated on. But this has been something that's been uh, popped up more, I guess, like recently, just me thinking about and. There's after so many times that you get cheated on by the same person when you got to start accepting, though, that maybe they're not the one for you. Maybe they're not the type of person I should keep around me like that. You know, maybe I got to just go ahead and just have that self-respect and pull the plug and be like, yeah, I'm not going to be with you anymore. So I don't want to say any of it's on Chloe, but 
come on. Like, you should have cut this man off way longer ago. See, that's one of the points I also brought up, too. It's like, one, you unless you're there in their in their um, footsteps and, like, whatever kind of thing, you can't understand the psychological implications. Like, a lot of things are easier said than done. Yeah. Like, if someone beats you, everyone's like, just leave him. But you don't understand, like, the psychological hold, like, that kind of thing. So I get that. And I don't want to take away from Chloe there. But it's also, like... And it's going to come out eventually, though. That's yeah, the only thing. For sure. So, like, you're going to feel the pain now or you're going to feel it later. Oh. But you just have to be real with yourself that at some point it's going to happen. That's a more logical future. way to think, though, from the outside looking in. Yeah. So that's why I kind of give her a little bit of leeway there. And I've been cheated on myself in the past. And I was one of those people that instant deaded it and just let myself cry in my room by myself on some sad boy shit for a couple <laughs> months and then get right back to it. But, I mean, I realized, like, if you if you're cheating on me, you know what I'm saying? That's the ultimate betrayal of trust. So I'm never going to be able to trust you again. So no matter how much I want to be with you, I don't trust you no more. Like that's it's not going to work. See, I want I want to take it a step further even. I want to ask a question, right? Yeah, what's up? So, let's say you get cheated on by somebody and this is just like the first time or something. What does it take for you to take them back? For them for me to take them back? Yeah. Um in my well, now Cuz how do you ever repair something like that when you lose that much trust? Now that I'm, t I'm, I'm a little older than I was then. I was 19 back then, 1920. And so I would have said nothing, nothing, period. Like, there's nothing you could do to get me back if you cheated on me. And it's not like I'm going to hate you because I, I forgave that person. Mm -hmm. I've been forgave that person. But it's like, that's just like, I won't be able to sleep at night because I'll be th overthinking everything you do because you already ultimately betrayed my trust. Mm -hmm. But I can see in situations like the Chloe situation, I mean, not 472 times like Mr. Tristan is mm -hmm. done, but it's like, I can see people at least giving like the one chance, yeah. you know, just because like we do have a family, yeah, we yeah. have built this whole life together. And there especially are with a child, I know it makes it a little different. Mm -hmm. And there are slip ups in the world. Okay. Now that I've gotten older and kind of really started to understand like what goes on in the world and like how crazy the accessibility is nowadays, I get it. I'm not saying, I'm not justifying it by any fucking means, but I understand at least a little bit people taking them back after like one offense. But you don't, but even then, my fucked up brain is thinking like, how do you know it's one offense? Yeah, you yeah. Know? <laughs> That's just the first one you caught, bro. My, I'm thinking on this, it's just like, you know, and even being a celebrity, we it's it's got to be a lot different. You know, we all like to assume like we understand things, but we don't. It's all outside looking in. Like, you know, constantly being around under that much scrutiny and, like, just feeling pressure from different things. And plus, like, you probably have girls throwing themselves at you all the time. So it's kind of hard. That's something else to, to psychologically factor yeah. in. And that is something that not even, like, sorry for interrupting you, but just being completely honest, that I started to think about more as I got older. And I know people are going to look at, like, a piece of shit is a piece of shit. Trust me. We agree with y'all. Tristan Thompson. Hall of Fame, piece of shit. Like, but we're not taking that away. Yeah, it but it's like, I started to think a little bit more of the life of celebrities, and there's so much stuff you don't understand being in the public eye because we're not. Yeah. And it's like, uh, like if you walk into a club and there's 3,000 beautiful women and 2,500 of them are like, for lack of better words, humping your leg as you walk through. You know? yeah. Like, like, does carnal instinct kick in at a point and you do some weird shit? So that's why up? I say, though, Or like, do you just never go to clubs and you never go out anymore because you're famous? But this like, is... Like, I don't know. So, 
then I, you know, you pose the thing like, okay, you, the normal person, let's say they give somebody like one chance after getting cheated on. So you say for the celebrity, you get two chances, you know what I'm saying? But three, what happened to three strikes and you're out? What happened, what happened to 47 strikes and you're out of here? You know what I'm saying? Come on now. No, he's got to get relegated. Like he's got to go to the G League in real life and in Chloe's League. Like you got to take him out of his top five rotation. This man I don't want to see nothing in a month. Like next person on his rotation is Black China. That's where he's got to get demoted to. This man's got to do his time and come back and realize. One day we're going to do due diligence and give a good dialogue about these niggas that are loaded worth millions of dollars that are all fucking the exact same three women and keeping them in rotation but it's cool we're gonna get past that for right Mm -hmm. now but i mean that's how i feel about it to be completely honest i think i'm cool like on the tristan thing i mean he's a piece of shit hope the best for chloe and the family you know obviously like maybe this will be the lesson she needed because i was a little bit too trusting on certain terms Granted, I think that if you enter a relationship, you should always trust 100% or you shouldn't be in that relationship. It shouldn't be too trusting, but... But I was naive, I'll say. Like, I learned certain... I learned a lot of things from that cheating situation. I still trust everybody a 1,000% if I get into a relationship with you, though. Because that's the point. If you trust them even a percent less than 100, Mm -hmm. then why are you in a relationship with them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, we can keep reiterating things, but it's just, like, again, not letting yourself be naive when you start to see some fishy shit about how, like, that person can literally only want the best for you though like there's no way that they would hurt you and stuff because that's just not being real you know but anyways time to get into shit we actually give a fuck about waited the whole podcast to do stuff we actually care about shout out to zion williamson and the duke versus unc game i stayed after work bro i didn't (laughs) drive back immediately i stayed after a long shift just to watch this game and first play or so, like this, dude, this dude <laughs> literally gets, first play. First play, this dude gets Obama injured. was at. This you know game. what I'm saying? Like everybody, the tickets were ranging from like 2,500 to like a little over 3k at a point. Like, Which I will say, stats did come out. That's not more a lot more than average for the UNC Duke game. UNC no, Duke no, 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 no. I I get that, but. I saw something comparatively, because I guess UNC Duke, but keep in mind, Sugar, this is not a regular UNC Duke game. Like, I know. I don't know like how the I ticket know. prices may have been before, but when I saw it compared to ticket prices for other things, the only other ticket price that they had up that was more expensive was a Super Bowl ticket. Yeah. But I'm saying, you, you know, know that's like, crazy. Like Duke, I listened to something about their school like beforehand. Mm-hmm. They have such a weird lottery system for tickets to their basketball games because of the fact that they're so coveted. Mm-hmm. Like the UNC Duke game is a huge rivalry game. Like that. It's camp out days. Yeah. Those tickets sell for like Super Bowl numbers like every year. So I'm saying, like, I understand Zion brought more people. Like, those tickets may have sold not too much more, but the president of the United States was trying mm-hmm. to watch this game. You know what I'm saying? My nigga Obama came in the black bomber. Like, he was trying to get bitches and see Zion dunk. <laughs> was it, isn't Obama, like, you, a UNC fan? I don't know what like kind that. of fan Obama he is, is, though. He shoots so the I would left, though, so I don't t- talk about his goofy ass when it comes to basketball. <laughs> Those left-handed niggas going to give you buckets, though. They will, because you never expect it, but it, no looks, clue, it looks so ugly, though, that you... <laughs> right, I saw a picture of Obama shooting that looked like... Somebody had a caption. This looks like the picture that you find in like, your fourth-grade science book. Just him <laughs> shooting over like his cabinet. <laughs> no, for sure. The uh, Spanish book. What yeah, is <laughs> It says yo Ugo basketball, but but um it's kind of cool though. Again, Zion's big body ass. You know, it's crazy to see him get injured and not just the injury, but like him busting out of the shoe like he did. 
but that just goes it, to show they're keeping it day to day by the way just in case people don't notice that the injury wasn't like a career ending or like a season ending or something like that but with how much stock people have on zion williamson bro paul george instantly tweeted nike because they were his shoes mm-hmm. nike instantly you know the nike front office because they're his next billion dollar yeah, boy yeah. they're calling duke like bro get that nigga out of the game bro x-rays bro, <laughs> even worse than that like um moving on forward with it I know, because we're going on so many tangents. I want to come back to, like, the original point of the story. But, uh... We're going to get good at this one day, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. The tangents are good, though. I'm just thinking to myself, moving forward, because Zion's... There's no way he's a buzz. You know what I'm saying? Impossible. Just what we're seeing. The physicality, the size, the athleticism from a 6'8", 280-something pound dude. Like, it's unreal. He weighs 30 pounds more than LeBron. People think LeBron is like a Goliath. <laughs> <laughs> what are you supposed to do to that, you know? I don't care if that's a kid or not. He's going to he's gonna, he's gonna make you look like a child. But moving forward, oh, he's does about this, to have a couple sons next year. Does this potentially mess up the uh, Zion and Nike uh, pair-up? No! No! Or do you think they're gonna come back and kind of make a campaign out of it and offer him like a huge check or something like Bro. the comeback, you know, revamped? Duke is Zion a, can handle Duke these. is a Nike sponsored school, and I promise, since Zion busted out of the shoes, he's about to. If Zion is smart, this is what I would do: the next practice or the next or the next practice or the next game, I would come in with some Adidas, right? Some Adidas, just so I do a pump fake. Because you wear some Adidas, so it looks like you're losing faith in them. Nike's about to offer the first 18, 19-year-old to get the lifetime. You know, <laughs> they're going to offer him the billion. Because that's a bag you can't miss. Zion is about to... Zion could sit... He could have sat this whole season, and he would have been a lottery pick. That's yeah. why I don't understand people saying, no, nah, Zion needs to keep playing to keep his stock up. No, nigga, we're not stupid. The people in the NBA aren't stupid. People are already talking about, like, all of their plans in the summer revolving around Zion. This is the most teams we've seen since a player like LeBron James tanking to try to get a single player. I promise you, you dumb niggas may think he needs to keep his stock up to be a lottery pick, but the NBA yeah. knows he's a lottery pick. They know he's the number one pick. Yeah, I was You're gonna say lottery RJ? pick. Is, lottery <laughs> pick is being definitely, definitely generous. RJ Barrett shouts out, you know, Cam Reddish. These are great players, a John Moran or whatever, but when you see a generational, not fuck generational player, when you see a once in like a century, bro, I'm saying this Zion shit's about to be very different from anything we've seen. <laughs> from anything we've seen. Totally like, different. They're saying like a mini Shaq type thing, how he's just going to be dominant physical and like that, but this can't, This man can shoot. He's got handles. He's quick, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is about to be something that the I don't think anybody's truly ready for what they're about to see. So, So on that note, out of these options, what would you do? Or just give me your complete take on it. Would you sit the rest of the season as Zion and just not and not play anymore because of the fact that injuries could fuck up your number one pick? Uh, it won't fuck up the lottery. Trust me. Zion could have a leg, a Paul George leg split in half, and they have to wait a whole another season to use him, and he's still gonna go lottery. But I'm saying your number one pick. If I was Zion, and keep in mind, I'm not. So my thinking is very going to be very different from somebody who's been wanting to do this and been trained to do this and all these kind of things. If I was Zion, I'd still play it out, and I think that's the route he's going to go on just for the fact that, A, I guess you're not profiting or making money because, you know, NCAA players can't, but you're a player on a team that's always in contention to win a national championship, 
And so if you can go ahead and add that to like your legacy, it's not so much looking for like what can improve your draft stock, but it's what do you want? Because you're only going to do the college thing once. Even if you had to do it, you're going to only do it once. So you're going to want to make the most out of it. I would want to say that I have that championship years down the road in my NBA career because you already know you're going to the NBA. And to be honest, Zion isn't the type of player that I really am too worried about getting injured. He has not been injured on what should be actual injuries. Half of his dunk attempts, half of his block attempts, <laughs> half of this man hit his hit his head on the backboard trying to block shots. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is not regular. The things that he should get injured on, he does not. So this is just a freak accident. This nigga like a fucking science experiment, bro. He gets injured and it, you just watch like in a movie, his injury put itself back in place yeah, and fix He's built, you know what I'm saying? He will be fine. And so I say go ahead and play it out. But if he was on a team like an, I guess like a Ben Simmons on like an LSU case or something like that, go ahead and sit that shit. You know, you're not... See, see I completely understand what you and I'm going to preface this fact by saying... I truly believe he's going to play it out. Like, I think he's going to play it out. He's already gained the brotherhood with his, um, you know, homies on the team. He loves that team He way loves too much. that team, and he wants to bring a championship to Duke. I, I know he's going to play it out. So what we're saying doesn't matter. But, like, I if I was Zion, I would pull, like, the Kyrie route. I know Kyrie only played, like, seven games or something before his foot injury, where he sat the rest of his first season and still went number mm-hmm. one because he's Kyrie Irving. And people saw those handles. Like, you weren't stupid. You knew Kyrie was going number one. He knew he was going number <laughs> one. He sat the whole year. But it's like, if I was Zion, I would probably do the same thing and just start my NBA workouts and get ready because of the fact that, yes, you're a true competitor. Unless you Yes, you want to win. But it's like... My whole vision and your whole plan is I know you're tunnel visioned on like your goal at the moment, but the big picture goal is to get to the NBA and start winning championships, mm-hmm. right? If my whole like the last couple years of me being big and it looking feasible that I'm about to get into the NBA and put niggas nut niggas like fucking Tristan Thompson's face in my nuts when I dunk, <laughs> like like I don't want to even halfway risk that. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to just get that back secured. You saw how the world blew up. Like, really, in my conspiracy theory mind, obviously this isn't going to happen. But if it, I was on Williamson, with how the world blew up mm-hmm. when I had that little injury, you know, from the foot blowing out of the shoe, mm-hmm. I would have known what I'm worth right there. I would have been like, oh. Okay, Nike's going to give me that billion-dollar lifetime for surely. I'm about to pump fake some Adidas, and then I'm going to make sure that Nike calls Duke and says, we want him to sit, yeah. blah, blah, blah. You know, I would, I would have these people really rallying for me to sit so I could rest. I wouldn't be, like, being lazy or anything like that. I'd be in the gym working out, you know, just still getting your shit off, but not, like, in contention just so you could avoid actual injury, you know? Mm-hmm. And to be honest, that's very smart. But again, like just reiterating, and I know you already said like probably not what he's going to do. And it's just from your point of view, like you're a 25 year old nigga, you know what I'm saying? Like Zion, young dude who, and after watching like interviews and like people talking to him, you see he's so humble and just loves basketball, just loves basketball and loves doing what he's doing and just wants to be like the best and wants to compete and wants to go out every day and just play like it's his last. So not knowing like that, that shoe accident, obviously a freak accident, but in my mindset, him playing it out is just taking it day by day and living in the moment because, like, even if it's not an injury in in game, you never know. Like, life's random. It could throw anything at you. Like, God forbid, but he can get into a car accident and die. He could be walking down the street and, like, an engine falls out of, like, a plane or some shit, a motor, and, and just hits him or something, you know? Some freak stuff can just randomly happen, and he could just be gone tomorrow. No, so, you're right. you're you right. live in the moment and just kind of hope and pray that you see the next day, but you take on, uh, literally every day as it comes and so 
I'm kind of excited to see how that plays out, but it's crazy too because getting back to like the original story, I think I saw on like so many different news outlets. Like I got notifications on like CNN. I was seeing on Twitter and stuff. Obviously, all these things about how Nike stock was dropping fast after the Zion, uh, the Zion shoe mishap. I think it said it drops on like one percent or whatever. So they lost like potentially like a billion dollars off of that. See, just that's from like thing. that's why a if college I'm college kid, an eighteen, nineteen year old kid, I can't remember head old, offices, bro. I'm do I'm pulling the big dick moves. Like I'm really <laughs> I'm really standing on my fucking table, whipping my phone out and screaming at the coach at screaming at coach k get this nigga out of the game put him on the sidelines right now y'all are fucking up our legacy we're pulling our shit y'all are gonna be in some boof ass adidas like, <laughs> one more time one, one more, more injury i promise you Bro, i'm just saying because i was it's crazy i was thinking heavily thinking about getting some paul georgia's suit i'm never gonna get some pgs anymore this man, the stitching must have been so terrible. I know it's like they produce so many shoes and so many players have not gotten injured. Things haven't happened, but that's not a good look, no matter how you look at it. I might stick to buying some Kyrie's. I might just get a new pair. <laughs> it's just like, how do you make shoes for an elephant, bro? Like a bull, like like a big nigga like bro, that. Bro, that's got nothing to do with it. I know he's a big body bro, dude. How many shoes have you seen people kick out of, bro? Like slide out of with a force like that. No, actually, fuck all of this, bro. Zion Williamson probably won kickball every time he played as a kid, bro. You seen them legs, bro? <laughs> Zion was that kid that could never put any air on it, so he just hit you straight in the face with the dagger. Bro, the you doom. get hit with a Zion? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> are you good on Zion, though? Uh, yeah, I think, uh, man, the thoughts escape me right now, but if I need to come back to it, I will. But yeah, I'm good on that for now. So I guess that's really about it this week. It's a little bit of a shorter week just because... I got to get to work. Had a surprise shift. We're doing this a little bit earlier than normal. And my man's here. He's he's booked and busy. <laughs> Real booked and busy. Like I mean, like this man said, the lineup's straight. I'm going to go get cleaned up. So, <laughs> so, I mean, I'm happy for you guys tuning in this week. We appreciate it all, of course. We're going to put the names of the songs from the Heat Check in the bio below. So you guys will be able to catch up if you're have you know like a desire to hear any of the shit we talk about yeah and obviously you know we tweet it out and put it on our instagrams and stuff but i want to go ahead and actually say it in the podcast so that no matter like which uh what platform you're listening to it on you can uh know that a we are releasing all of our podcasts on soundcloud itunes and i think we're about to have it like going up on spotify now yeah we're gonna try to get it on spotify today as well because Apparently, Spotify is the mm -hmm. fucking future for all of this shit. So, I mean, no it's pretty cool. No, I didn't even know like they had podcasts. And so when like our sister told me about it, I kind of realized like that's revolutionary. That's cool. You can integrate it in such an easy listening method. Like if I knew that way before, I'd be listening to way more podcasts on that. Mm -hmm. But um, B, though, I do want to say as we're moving forward and if you guys are enjoying it, if any of the listeners out there are truly enjoying what we're putting out, go ahead and leave some feedback and like comments or just like, you know, interact with us so we can know like what, what y'all want to see or what y'all enjoy. Just let us know like how you, what's going on with the podcast because that really does make our days i know every time i see like oh, one of my friends hit me up about what we're doing or when chuka tells me about people he knows hitting us up about what we're doing and the analytics niggas in canada listening bro, shouts to out show? to my canadian shouts listeners out to canada you're done no eh? vancouver we're coming for you <laughs> <laughs> all right but i'm chuka offer i'm as offer and, and this, this is the off space, space. y'all take it easy